Hey, 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 and welcome back to Coffee Stain Podcast. This is episode 10, Good Education, Not Special Education. We're going to discuss accommodations, adaptation, differentiation, and how this is great education and not only for special education students. But before we do that, we're going to do how we do every week, and we're going to give a breakdown of every episode. Episode one was Intro to Coffee Stained. Episode two was Leading with Passion. Episode three, Perfectly Stained, Imperfect Leading. Growth Mindset versus Fixed Mindset. Episode four was Balance, Life Outside of Work. Episode five was The Organized Leader. We discussed how to develop develop a routine, how to develop a routine, set goals, and to delegate tasks. Episode six was Job Search Activated. We talked about resumes, how to update your resume, how to create a digital portfolio, how to do your homework, and how to sell yourself on interviews. Episode 7, A Day in the Life of an Assistant Principal. You wear many hats as an assistant principal. You're putting out fires while igniting flames. You have early mornings and late nights. Episode 8 was Self-Care, Avoid the Burnout with Nicole. Episode nine, the path towards the school building leadership certification. We talk about the course load. We talk about the internship, the exams, and how to network and connect and to shift your mindset from the role you are in now into the leadership role, the leadership mindset. I'm sorry. Episode 10 is today. Again, it's good education, not special education. And this episode was inspired by a webinar that I I attended Back in 2020, when I was completing my school building leadership certification, it was host. It was hosted by ASCD, and you can find them online. ASCD, they're an amazing organization, and I am. I forgot the name of the guy who actually hosted the webinar, but he said, "Good education, not special education," and that just stuck with me throughout the years because I always thought thought the same thing as a special education teacher and now as a leader I am trying to um, support my teachers in implementing things that just typical special education teachers implement into their practices but in all actuality all educators should implement implement these things into their daily practice so that they are providing effective education to all their students because we know no two students learn the same we need to embrace that we need to accept that we need to understand that just because a child doesn't have an IEP or our our, our special needs that they don't require uh, modifications or accommodations to to learn what we're trying to teach them in the classroom right we need to support all our students so we're going to go into that in a few minutes but as I usually do every episode I just want to shout out all my listeners listen um shout out all the, everyone that just takes the time out of their busy schedules I have um made it my business to to make sure that each episode is 25 minutes or less because I know we have hectic hectic busy lives we have careers we have families we have homes to take care of and we have ourselves to take care of. So 25 minutes, I feel, is ideal time to pack in helpful information, meaningful information, tips and advice that you can implement and incorporate into your daily lives. That's my goal. As well as I challenge you every day, I mean, every episode to 
to add something or to do something or to challenge yourself to grow or to learn, right? So that is my goal for every episode. I hope I am doing that. Again, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for all the critique that I've received. I have been using it and and just trying to become a better podcaster for my audience. Again, I am always open to to topic suggestions and feedback. I know we're just up and running. We are going in now into episode 10, which is a blessing, a blessing, a blessing. And all my inspiration comes from you guys, comes from my years of experience, comes from my passion. And I just want to keep moving forward and moving forward. So again, each episode is unedited, it's raw, it's authentic. You're going to hear me apologize you're gonna hear me laugh you might hear some sirens because I do live in Brooklyn and that happens from time to time you might hear music you might hear my kids in the background it's it's just real it's raw I want you to get me I want you to hear me and just just embrace it all okay so let's go into episode 10 so good education not special education like I said before all students require require accommodations. There's no, you cannot expect that you're going to just deliver a lesson the way a, note, a, a workbook says or a teacher's guide or an online platform tells you to, and that's going to be enough. The students are going to master, you're going to move on. In an ideal world, sure, right? Maybe two out of your 25 or more kids might get it with just like that, but chances are you're going to have to do some type of adaptation, differentiation, or accommodation to make sure your students are really grasping the concepts you are trying to deliver to them in this lesson, okay? Even if you have to repeat the lesson, that is, that's you accommodating your students, right? Sometimes teachers have this mindset that they are general education teachers, they are not special education teachers, and they um, are not required to do such a thing. And you need to shift that mindset. That is not the way you should be thinking because you want to meet the needs of your students. And if you are there for your students, you're going to accept that no two students learn the same. You need to make it a goal and a priority of yours to support all your students. So how are you going to do that? You're going to learn your students. You need to get to know your students before anything, okay? You need to take the time to build those relationships. And it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to take the time to learn what their strengths are, their weaknesses, what triggers them, what is their learning style, and how can you do this? Depending on the age of the students that you are teaching and the cognitive levels and abilities, there are many different ways you can do this. A simple conversation probably would go. Or you might have to do a, a survey. You might have to just observe and watch your students. You might have to just participate in group activities and conversations. You might just have to listen in on conversations they're having with their friends. You're going to have to be very creative and think outside the box to learn your students. Sometimes parents can help. Sometimes parents cannot help, right? So you're going to have to try to use all possible ways to learn your students. And these are the things you want to know. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What triggers them? And what are their learning styles? These are important things you need to learn. All right? We have to focus. We have to also realize if a student needs wait time. 
what are the, what are their motivators and what what is wait time? What does that actually mean, right? Not every person, not every person, not every student processes the same the information the same. Okay, so while you might ask a question, and one student or two students might be be able to answer that and raise their hand, there are certain students that it takes them a little longer, and you need to give them that opportunity. You need to give them that space to think, to process what you're saying to collect all the information you need to in their brain, compile it together and be able to deliver it, right? So you need to wait. You cannot just jump into the first person that raises their hand to answer a question. You need to give an opportunity for, for, for the other students that learn differently, right? That process at a slower pace. You need to allow that wait time. You also need to figure out what your students' motivators are. You're not going to have, you know, it's not going to be easy and all students are not going to be, are, are not going to just be motivated by the same thing, right? Giving points. So we might use class dojo. Um, we might just use actual stickers or stamps on your board, right? You might just use a high five for verbal praise. Again, depending on your students, the level, the grades, all that good stuff. What motivates these students, is it getting an A, right? Is it getting that 90? Is it um, finishing up the work so they have some free time to read or to, to talk with their friends, right? Um, everybody has their, a diff- all students have d- different motivators. And you need to learn what is the motivator for your students, each of your students. So that is the first priority. The first priority is to get to know your students. Learn your students, and figure out how you can use their strengths to strengthen their weaknesses, right? We want to figure out what their triggers are so that we can avoid those triggers. We don't want them to be discouraged. We don't want them to shut down. We don't want them to not like school. We don't want them to not trust us, right? So we need to figure out what are their triggers and how can we avoid those things. What is their learning style? We know every student learns differently. They might need multiple resources. They need they might need multiple modes. Um, I mean, entry points right into the lesson. Some students might need groups, group work. Some students work better by themselves. Some students might need manipulatives, while other students just need a pe- paper and pencil. Right? Some might need anchor charts. Right? There's multiple ways that students learn. Do they need videos? Do they need music? Right? Do they need a mixture of all these things? It's important that you learn all these things. You need to also also accept that you're going to have to differentiate. Again, like in an ideal world, you can print out a worksheet and it works for all your students. We don't want to see that. As leaders, we do not want to go into a classroom and we see 25 students or more with the same worksheet. That is awful. That is a no-no. And I'm letting you know now that is something we do not want to see. I was a teacher in District 75, so we knew off the back, like, we know, like, we're going to need, like, a minimum of three three types of differentiation, right? We knew that because our students all learned the same. And again, in District 75, our students were cognitively low, um, so our differentiation might look different from uh, um, a community school or a different population, right? So in our, in my class, in one of my classes, for example, when I was in the classroom, we had just pictures. Another was fill in the blanks with a word bank. And another one was writing two sentences, right? 
and that's just three. And then, you know, another classroom where we had a mixture of those things, writing two sentences with pictures or two sentences with a word bank, fill in the blank, or multiple choice. You got to circle the choice, right? So there are, you know, differentiation looks different. We need to make sure that students are provided with the manipulatives they need, provided with the the type of worksheet they need or type of work they need. If they're working in groups, if they're working independently, are they able to read word problems? Do they need a word bank? Do they need support from the teacher? Does the, does the teacher need to read the problem to them, right? Um, can they use single digits or, or double digits, right? So we need to know the levels of our students and how they learn and how we can best support them. Anchor charts are very important and we're teaching a skill we need to make sure that we are providing a visual in enlarged print and having it posted on the board I mean on the wall so students can reference okay so whether it's main idea you can find creative and fun ways to teach main idea I know there was like a pizza one that I found on Pinterest before that the whole pizza is the whole story and the pepperonis are the details right and you're putting in everything to figure out what the main idea is the whole pizza is the main idea um when we they have like for the little cute for the little for the little ones we have the alligator for the greater than and less than right so there are many ways you can use anchor charts to engage students, to help them understand, to help them learn a new skill or concept, okay? You also want, for older students, you might wanna make it relatable to like a certain situation or the current situation in the community or make it relevant to something that they might like, right? Or um, a celebrity. So you you wanna throw in names that are familiar to them. You wanna make them interested and engaged in, um, in what they're learning. So you wanna be relevant and use information that they will better understand. Small groups are very important too, right? There are certain students that need additional support and need additional help, so small groups. Again, we need to know that special education, I read this somewhere too and it just like touched my soul. Special education is not a place, identity, or a subject. And we need to understand that. And, and like I said before, a lot of general ed teacher, teachers shy away or just avoid implementing all these supports and resources for the students because they're like because they say that they are general education class they're general education teacher that their students don't need this and it is 2022 we need to accept that our children don't learn the same they don't and we need to figure out how they learn and we need to implement any of the above things that i've mentioned okay so small groups are very important for students that need further support Right, we we do our group activity, we do our group lesson, we do, and you know, we have a lot of students practice, and we realize there are certain students that need additional support. That's when you can use those small groups. You have many different levels in your class. That's when you can use the small groups. Also, gives opportunity for students to engage, interact, interact with one another, which is very helpful, helpful because they need it for the socialization skills that they need to be to be able to function properly in the in in society. Right, so social. Social skills is important and they can learn those in small groups. They'll know how to share. They'll learn how to um, take turns. And they also can learn from one another. We want it to be student-led, right? We want lessons and activities to be student-led. Administrators love to see that in the classroom. Hint, hint. (laughs) All right. We have to realize also different structures and different delivery methods. We want to provide multiple 
the entry points for students to learn what we are teaching them. Again, this is good education, not special education. We should see this in a general education class. We should see this in an ICT class. You should see this in a self-contained class. We should see this in any classroom that we walk into. We should see all of these things or some of these things and a mixture of these things implemented and used within your lessons and throughout your activities. And you are struggling with this, it's okay. You speak up, you ask for support. Some schools have grade leaders. You can reach out to your administrator. They have, some schools have coaches and you can ask. There are also PDs that you can take. Um, if you just look online, if you're a part of the Department of Education, you can go onto the uh, PD we website and you can find professional developments. You can also look online. There's tons of resources that you can find with how to provide good education with differentiation and, and modifications for all students. How can you support all your different learners? Okay, because there's different learning types and there's different levels and you need to be able to meet those needs in your classroom. I am big on inclusion as well as special ed training for all educators. And I say special ed training because even though I think that it shouldn't only be called just for special education students, is is it's the reality we live in right now, right? When we have special education teachers and we have special edu special education training, those teachers are provided with trainings on how to differentiate, how to modify their instruction, how to use wait time, how to use motivators, how to learn your students, and how to support all your students. And unfortunately, a lot, um, most, if not all general education teachers do not get that training because they're not certified as special education. And I think that needs to change. I feel like training and courses within your masters should, be, should cover dealing with students that need modifications or need differentiations or you know what just shifting away from that like students think, all students all students need to need to be supported and it just shouldn't be um those supports should not just be provided to students that are labeled as special needs students or enl right we have so many different students and um yeah they might be getting additional support because they need it but it's also kids in community schools that don't have um an iep or accommodations, they need these things just because it's not written on a document somewhere does not mean they don't need it. And as educators, we need to take the time to get to know and learn our students. So like the first few weeks, that's what you should be doing. You should be getting into that classroom and forget all, let's stick to the curriculum, let's stick to the pacing calendars, let's stick to this, we gotta get this assessment done. This, Yeah, assessments are important because it helps us moving forward with what the students need to better prepare them for the next grade or for any state exams. But no, no learning is gonna take place. <laughs> no teaching is gonna go down. You know, you might try to teach, but it's not going to be retained if these students, if you don't know these students, if you're just standing in front of a classroom and just like, trying to get through a lesson, you're going to struggle. Your students are going to struggle and it's going to reflect in your lessons It's going to reflect when you're being observed and it's going to reflect on the assessments and exams that you're giving your students because you are not getting to know them and their style of learning, their strengths and weaknesses. Therefore, when you are, when you are attempting to give them a, you know, a textbook worksheet with no adaptations or differentiation, they're not, they're going to struggle. They're going to fail because you have failed them when you have failed to 
take the time to get to know them. So it's very important those first few weeks of school to build the relationships with your students. And your school should have some type of SEL, social, some type of social, um, emotional learning curriculum or period or time cut out in the day for you to focus on that. And if there's not, there's so many ways you could sprinkle that on to any of your lessons. And I know we're going to have a special host, I mean, sorry, a special guest, Jenna, who's going to be talking in a couple of weeks about SEL 101, which is for students and staff. And I want you to make sure you listen to that episode because it's going to be very helpful because SEL is not only for our students, it's also for our staff. A lot of people also think that SEL is just, has to just be a block, a lesson, and it's not necessarily the case. You you can you can sprinkle SEL social emotional learning onto every subject you could implement it into math ELA writing reading social studies any topic even gym right you can implement social emotional learning and it's very important and it's going to help you build relationship with your students it's going to help you build relationships between students and it's going to help your day go smooth it's going to show students that you tr- that you that you you really care for them that you're taking the time to get to know them you want to be there for them and help them and they're going to trust you they're going to trust you as their che- teacher and you know like like we all here i think it's Rita Pearson right i might be chopping up her name but um, she said, yeah, Pearson, Rita Pearson, she, uh, may she rest in peace. But there was a TED talk that she did. And I believe is every kid needs a champion, right? And like she said, kids don't learn from people they don't like. Kids do not learn from people they don't like. And I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. So I'm actually trying to look it up (laughs) Um, because I should not be quoting somebody who's amazing and I am not quoting it correctly. So I am looking it up. Like I said, this is all raw material here, right? So kids can't learn from teachers they don't like. She says that. Okay, in one of her TED talks, which was um, why every why every student deserves a champion, and you need to listen to it because it's gonna rock your world. You're gonna learn a lot from it. If you haven't heard it on before, or even if you heard it before, take the time to listen to it. It's seven minutes long. It's a TED talk, and she is the realist, and she speaks just from experience, and it's true. Kids are not going to learn from, they're not, they don't want to hear from you if, if, if they don't like you, if they don't know you, if you, you know, you got it, they want to, they need to trust you. You need to trust them and you need to take the time to get to know them. It's very, very, very important. So let's wrap this up. All right. And I'm going to end with a challenge and then we're going to touch base again episode 11 episode 11 is going to be jenna sel staff and students sorry sel 101 for staff and students okay so we're talking about good education not special education how teachers need to get to know all their students they need to accept that special education is not a place identity or subject we need to support all students you need to learn their strengths and their weaknesses You need to implement differentiation into your instructions. You need to 
Learn your students' learning styles. Use anchor charts and small groups. And try to get training. If you are not a certified special education teacher, that is okay. There are workshops, there are PDs. Talk to special education teachers. Reach out to me, GenevaRodriguez30 at gmail.com or coffeestaint.org. You can reach out to me and I'm help you. I'm a special education teacher. I can help you with the things that you are not familiar with. Okay? So my challenge for you after this episode is to... Get to know your students. Get to know your students. Okay? You need to learn their strengths, their weaknesses. What triggers them? What is their learning style? And what are their motivators? I'm going to repeat that one more time. I'm going to challenge you to learn your students. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What triggers them? What is their learning style? What are their motivators? That is the challenge after episode 10. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I hope this was informative. I hope you took something away from this. You can find me on Instagram. We have um, my Instagram handle is coffeestained underscore edu, coffeestained underscore edu. The website is coffeestained.org, coffeestained.org. You can listen to us on Spotify, our heart radio, Amazon Music, RSS.com, or right on the website because I upload the, the audios on the website at coffeestained.org. And you can also email me if you would like. Like I said, I am open to helping and supporting in any way possible. You can email me at GenevaRodriguez30 at gmail.com. And we are out.